This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us today. Hey. Um, yeah. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show, oh, I've got slurry, uh, frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. That's where we are. Morning, Steve. It's been Good a morning. while. Good to see you. Yeah, it's been a while. You moved to Oxford and I thought that's the end of him. <laughs> I'll still come back for you. Oh, God bless you, Governor. How lovely, Oxford. Yeah. Um, how is Oxford it's, to live in? It's absolutely lovely. It's uh, it's not London, I'll be honest. Has it, it can, got, it has it got dreamy spires? It does have... Oh. <laughs> yeah. It has punters. Uh, no, it's, it's lovely. It's, punters? It's a... <laughs> Frank loves punters. It turns out the air can be fresh. Uh, Steve finally got some punters. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only oh, way I could do it. That's a verse. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's lovely to have you on, I must say. Oh, thank you. And yeah. um, we'll make you a tisane, maybe, later, if you're thirsty. Just testing him. I, I should know what that is. No, no, it's a herbal tea. It's a herbal tea. It's a general tea. Allegedly. For, it, look, we've checked oh, this. <laughs> Has this been discussed on the show? Yeah, I referred to it. I don't know what, where it came off. I think we were talking about making tea and stuff. And I said, what about if you was making a tisane? And I got quite a lot of blank stares. You but, got a lot of scorn. But it sounds I, like someone's describing Alex Zane. But, um, yeah, someone in Yorkshire <laughs> talking about Alex Zane. Ah, <laughs> uh, Zane used to live round here. There used to be that story about Jane Fonda when she used to travel round doing her fitness classes. Um... <laughs> saying uh, to a bunch of women in Ilkley or something, right, everyone, hands on thighs, and they put their hands over their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it was true. Oh, I wish it was. She was the queen of the of all that. She's an absolute queen with a KW. I'm obsessed by the woman. She still is. She looks fabulous. Emily was saying off... Um, off Mm. I hope I'm I'm all right to Mm. quote you on this, that her niece is about to be 21. Mm. And funnily enough, I was only talking um, last night about this. Why why is 21 special? Yeah, yeah. When I was 21, I remember I got a silver, big silver key, and that used to be what you got when you were 21. Can I ask a difficult question? Yeah. Was it plastic? Because a lot of these keys are... Well, no, I don't think it was a key. I don't think there's any idea I could use it on the house door. It was like a card. But when the cards that you got... I had a big you used to get a box key. with a silver, big <laughs> silver key. Can we discuss the presentation box? <laughs> yes. Because... I don't like, I never liked the presentation box because there was nothing in it. It was a hollow box. And also, I, I have a problem, and I'm, I, forgive me anyone who sent me these, when people send you a, like a postcard for a birthday card, you have to find a leaning place so, for it. So cheap. You know, there's a, re- a reason that there's two parts to a birthday card. <laughs> Independence, that's what that card is after. Yeah. You d- I don't want to be leaning. And the, the key for my 20, <laughs> I think I've probably got two or three keys, these big silver keys. Do they still do them, I wonder? Which I have to say, part of the purpose of this show, Steve, I don't know if you remember a TV show called Adam Adam and Lives. Have you ever heard of it? I, I didn't see it at the time. I'm aware of it. No, it's of about course a, he has. He knows the special it's effects about person. A, it's a Victorian gentleman who was accidentally buried in a block of ice and then comes out in the 60s and spends a lot of the series saying, do, do they still um, have a horse and chase? And that's what I do on this show. And do people still get keys? For their twenty-first, eight, twelve, fifteen, and what? And what's special about being twenty-one? Why pick? Who picked that? Well, I was telling you both of you as well off air that I was greatly relieved that my niece felt rather bad because she's a lovely girl and she said she she didn't want us. There's no easy way of saying that she didn't want me and her dad at the party. Oh. And I think I think that's a, a great sign. If no, your kids yeah. want you at your their twenty-first. Ask some, yourself some some deep questions. Yeah, you don't. Want that. You could you could look at the, look through the window. <laughs> they don't want me there. Perhaps have a mock, I'm every woman. Have a mock picture frame, and you can stand there like the couple from American Gothic. <laughs> <laughs>
I have an announcement to make. Oh, OK. Uh, happy Flying Ant Friday we received right. yesterday. I hope you had a good one. They descended onto South Wales around 5pm yesterday, apparently. 5pm? That's late for the flying ants. And they had a, a whale of a time. And then what I a like... whales of a time. <laughs> what I like about Neil... Yeah. Is he's then said, here's to the next one, exclamation mark. <laughs> Do you think sort of in the Caribbean, people on the coast of Grenada said we had loads, all the whales came in on Friday and gathered around the coast. They had an absolute ant of a time. <laughs> mm. I bet they don't. It's people do associate, Flying Ant Day has become associated with this show. Mm. I've, I've got friends who will text me. Well, when because they have Flying Ant Day connected to this show. We're one of the, f the few uh, people who acknowledge that it, uh, it actually exists, I think. Because, you know, I mentioned it. Are you aware of this, Steve? I mentioned it once on the Graham Norton show. And oh, is that how it first came up? No, because neither Graham Norton or any of the um, Hollywood stars <laughs> had ever heard of it. He was on the show with, it was Marion Cotillard. That's right, yeah. And I believe the other was Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender, yeah. I think McAvoy might have been on as well. I believe McAvoy was. None and McAvoy of them. was the biggest refusenik, wasn't I he? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Do they, and also, as for Marion, do, do they not get it in France? Yeah. Flying they, ant they just didn't, they, they thought you were in the pocket of big flying ant. <laughs> So, um, so um, yeah, and, and, and Norton hadn't heard of it. How did they react? Were they a little... Unless he was just joining in with the stars. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I haven't heard of it either. <laughs> Whatever you say, You made him sound a bit more Ian Paisley. You know, I did, yeah, I went, I went a bit north. <laughs> but, you know, they, they move about the ants. <laughs> No, yeah, that's what happened. So then I started to think I'd imagine the whole thing. So imagine, this is other when people say this, imagine my response when um, the next time people started sending into the show and I thought it does exist. But I didn't realise it was staggered. I thought there was one day across the British Isles. I didn't know there was, uh, like, they do South Wales one day. Mm -hmm. We had it Thursday. Uh, we had Flying Ant Day. It was our, our, our little cat went mad for the ants there was oh, is it Mancunian your little cat <laughs> so uh, Thursday in Oxford we could what, chart their yet, progress yeah. across the British Isles there. we haven't had ours yet in North London Frank have we I saw one that's um, not a day no it's not a day <laughs> But I said, um, I can't remember who I was with, and I said, look, there's a flying ant on the floor, and I thought, well, any second now, the swarm, nothing. <laughs> Absolutely briefly, nothing. Can I briefly share this from Adam Barrett? Mm hmm If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with, as the song goes, by Stephen Stills, although Frank credited it to James Taylor. So Did brief correction from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I really thought it but was James Taylor. workshopping it in my head after hearing Frank talk about it, I thought it could be improved a little. Surely, because we talk about this sometimes, Steve, as you may know, the improving songs, don't Yes, we? yeah. Surely when a sentence is jumbled to remake another sentence, you need to use all the words. So how about... If as, you... as in, nice to see you. Nice <laughs> to see you, not. <laughs> yeah. So how about, if you can't be with the one you love, beloved the one you're with? Beloved is very nice, yeah. It works in my head, Adam continues, and it's not a massive change, but perfection is in the finer details. Don't you think? Bye for now, Adam. Hmm. It's true, it's never occurred to me they don't use all the words in their no, rearrangement. Yeah. Mm. We need to get in touch with Stephen Stills. Yeah, or James Taylor, depending <laughs> who's, uh, who's got that right. I really thought it was that. But um, you'll you, have checked this as well as knowing it. You know when you know something, but you still check it? Like I, was, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was on the phone to a, another comedian, and I said, I'm going to Zurich in a couple of weeks. And he said, Zurich? <laughs> And he, I don't know what he's responding, he must have said, why are you going there? And I thought, that's right, isn't it, Zurich? I thought, have I made that up? So I'm always uh, in a sense of doubt. Uh, we've heard from 245 uh, on the subject of uh, turning 21 and the key, the key to the door. Uh, 245 has said the keys were the best back in the days, but what the heck nowadays with cups? 
Uh, and they're absolutely correct. People now tend to get engraved chalices or goblets. When there is 21. <laughs> I blame, I blame the Game of Thrones. <laughs> I, I, I blame Piers the Plowman. Get a goblet. Wow. Piers the Chalice is very medieval. Oh, my wife's got one from when she turned 18, 21 and 30. People run, running out of ideas. And they, they sit in a cupboard and you only use them when the washing up is really, really... You only use them when hand. you have a banquet. <laughs> you only <laughs> use them when the pardoner comes over. <laughs> exactly. From the Canterbury Tell Why would you have a child? But that's not just a 21 thing. No, it's not so only the 21. So the key has gone, the silver key in the it, box. I think gone. that has gone. Was, was the idea of that... Was that as in you get the key to your own house, or is it, here's a key, now we, your parents want you to yes, get I your think, own place? I think maybe it's to do with the pa- your parents giving you a, a key... Um, so that you can uh, stay out late because you're 21. As oh, so you, it's actually... You, you, uh, I think so. for the, your own house. As, I, I think so. Although everyone was married at that yeah, age then. But most parents now would be, here's a key to any other house, please sling your hook yes. the first Well, not in London. Now you're in Oxford, you think people can afford to buy their own houses, Steve? <laughs> we're, rent, we're renting. Stick around. We could not afford to buy in Oxford. What about uh, oh, okay. Scott man who says... Sad, sad little moment of uh, <laughs> Steve's private I liked life. it because it was quite, yeah, I liked Ooh, it. Oh, it's all going to be rising down. <laughs> Gab Heaton, call me boring, but I feel the same about almost any milestone birthday. I turned 40 this year and I didn't really do anything special. My friends said, but you're only 40 once. My reply was, but you're only 39 once, only 41 once. What's your point? Bit of a friend for you, Frank, maybe. And also the definition <laughs> of once is complicated yeah. you're, you're 40 for a year that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of onces isn't it yeah why do it on the actual day just uh, you know you can I'll do it let's get into it first see how it feels yeah what's uh, what's Steve been up to by the way well since I last year I've done it's, I it's guess been it's a been while about, it has been a while I am um, I've been on Netflix that's a, a, a novelty oh. to me I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah. um uh, Russell Howard had a special out, uh, and in an act of quite charming arrogance, they decided to put a, a documentary <laughs> for the making of oh, okay. uh, that special. Uh, and so I crop up it in it in a few a few occasions. Oh, Steve, Frank, we're um, going to watch check that. It out, yeah. But they've um, they've edited it, so so I, I'm it, I, yeah, it's an enjoyable watch. Right. But uh, they've edited out some of my favourite bits. Uh, they, uh, inevitably, like there's some, there's some, there's it's some about, thorny it's not about you. Steve. No, no, oh no, not about me. Oh, okay. That would be the height of arrogance and self-delusion. <laughs> to think, why is there not more of, the, no, of that? No, it's also been the height of honesty. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> there's a there's a gig they did in um, that we did in Cardiff. We played an arena in Cardiff, hmm. and it had been a really tricky gig. Uh, and Russell had a mini meltdown on stage because this bloke was repeatedly heckling. And he wanted to get up on stage to uh, propose to his wife, but he was incredibly drunk. And mm. it was distra- and it was uh, trying to do a nicer bit in the show. So there'd been a mini meltdown, and then uh, Jason Dawson, who you've worked with, him, mm. lovely producer, lovely man. He um, he said, "We know that Russell's in a bad mood. We know he's going as soon as the gig's finished, he's going to go straight to the car." Um, and he's not going to stop, so we're not going to get the chance to get any visuals. So, will you wear a wire? Will, will you? Uh, oh will, wow! Can we, all, can we put a mic on you? And, and, who was that bloke who used to do the TV? <laughs> Donal McIntyre. Yeah. He used to expose things like the fact that um, supermodels do cocaine. He Don't say, Donal. He's, wow, who would have thought that? He did an expose of a fashion magazine. He said, I'm going to set up my own fake magazine. And he met them. And I couldn't believe he got away with it because he said, oh, what's the magazine called? Went, it's called Polka Dot Magazine. <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, catch it while you can. Is it still going, Polka Dot? <laughs> no, sad. Frank Skinner. As Frank likes the beloved your one you're with lyric improvement, mm. I was wondering if he's ever noticed the incongruous Middle English line buried in Diana Ross's Upside Down. Oh, yes, I have. I'll oh. share it with you now, Frank. <laughs> Upside Res- 
respectfully, I say to thee, is one of my favourite ever <laughs> lines from a pop song. But sadly, it never developed into a larger medieval disco genre. That's from Tony. I would like to know if anyone else has any medieval lyrics and There must songs. be some other of these, because it's... Oh, uh, I love a medieval lyric. It's, it's a helpful rhyme to be able to drop in a the. It's always good. Yeah. Mm. I love... I love a, a, That's going to nag at me now. What is? Uh, other these. Well, it's not so. just it, but any e olde language yeah. I enjoy in a song. Yes. I feel like the Kaiser... I think there's a the in a Kaiser Chief song, and I'm, I'm struggling to remember. You're going to have to do a bit better than that, Steve. <laughs> yeah. and I think I put it to riot, there is a the. I is think that? Mind. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I predict a diet. That's what they, you know, you know when they um, do those things on the news about, about the national obesity crisis, that's what they should have. I predict a diet running <laughs> underneath it. You know, that things like everything used to have, let me entertain you, <laughs> running under it. Um, anyway, we, uh, we're talking about Steve. Yeah, so, mm. so, yeah, so I, I was offered to wear a wire. Uh, oh, yeah. they, they came up and they to said secretly record to secretly Russell record Howard. Russell Howard's audio, wow. which has taken a big gamble, given that the gig had been unpleasant enough that it, who knows what could have been said. Yeah. So they really nervously came up to me and said, "Would would you mind uh, secretly recording?" And I, I instantly, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, I, so, and Russell didn't notice that I was my my jacket was mysteriously zipped up all the way to the top. Steve, I'm, I've got to come in. I'm Team Russell here at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was leaning in at a 45 degree angle, kind of going leaning over. Oh yeah. So, how, how do you think that went? Like the most, the, the least realistic wow. questions. And of course, it, it was unusable because he was just really gutted. Yeah. That, that, that it had been uh, uh, the gig had not been so pleasant. Uh, uh, but Did I, he have? The, would he would have had the say whether it was used or not? Yeah, so you yeah. weren't you weren't betraying. Oh, no, exactly. No. Yeah. Well, he, at the hotel later on, he, once they'd told him, and once I'd had all my elaborate FBI recording equipment taken off of me, he just came up and just said, "Rat." See, <laughs> uh, so you're oh, quite a hairy Steve. man, Steve. I would be worried about the amount of gaffer tape being used on you. <laughs> there was there was a certain amount of rippage. Yeah, there, when, must, when it yeah, got there removed. must have been some patches after. <laughs> I think you got off lightly with rat. <laughs> I mean, how would you feel if I was recording this? <laughs> well, he told he, he warned me. He, he said he controlled the edit. So in the yes. end, they, in the final edit, there's another bit of me where I have to. There was a gig we did where his support act. I was emceeing, and his support act was James Bay, the singer. It was a little surprise oh, yeah. for the people. Oh, yeah. With, with, with or without, yeah. um, with or without the hat. Uh, with hat. Oh, because I've noticed just lately that I don't know if he's mislaid the hat <laughs> or if he's had a stylist conversation about the hat. But the last time I saw him, he was Saul's hat. <laughs> that, I mean, that's a bold move for him. <laughs> Once you come here, I saw him it's at like the Brit. It's like Bob Down um, without the safari suit. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's unthinkable. Um, I saw him at the Brits duetting with uh, Bieber, I remember, James Bay. He was very hot then. I think they both <laughs> sheltered in its shade. That's how, that's how intimate they were. <laughs> that um, Bieber himself got some brim coverage. <laughs> it was lovely. Oh, well, we'll come back to... Uh, I love a Bay, uh, Bay anecdote. Mm-hmm. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were talking about uh, me emceeing James Bay. Yes, um, Baywatch here on Absolute <laughs> Radio. Uh, we, uh, we did this gig at the Clapham Grand and it was during the COVID restrictions. Mm. So one of the only thing I'd been told to do... Uh, he should have wore a beekeeper's hat. <laughs> <laughs> or use his usual black hat, but just have it curtained. <laughs> well, he was incredibly nervous. It was his first gig because of the, all the lockdowns. He hadn't done a gig in well over a year. Uh, and my, the one thing I'd been told that I had to say to the audience in terms of t- to comply with the regulations was they were not allowed to sing along. They were absolutely not wow. allowed to sing along. Uh-huh. And it was the one thing I forgot to say. Right. Uh, so I'd, I'd done what I thought was a reasonably good job introducing him. And it was a little surprise. They had, the, the audience had no idea it was going to be him. So it was a real... 
lovely atmosphere when it's it, you get to tell them that it's him and they all go wild and then I had to really embarrassingly come back on because I, I the gig wasn't allowed to happen unless I'd said so I had to then come back out oh. and say oh, I'm really sorry ladies and gentlemen I've got a, sorry sorry James to, literally as he's strumming his first chords yes. to say you're allowed to cheer you're allowed to whoop you're allowed to scream but you're not allowed to sing along that doesn't make sense does it <laughs> Yeah, it's, and scream. It did seem a bit daft. I mean, it might if it had been a proclaimers gig. <laughs> that would have been an impossible ask. <laughs> you can't sing along. <laughs> oh, man. But, they, uh, but it became Russell Howard's revenge that, I, that um, in the final edit of it, uh, that bit is in the documentary, but I, I, have, I said something funny at the end. I got to a point. I, oh, I did talked you? Well, it, we'll be the judge of that. Well, that's Get the, Netflix that's, on that that's screen. That's the heartbreaking thing. He's edited out the last two sentences. Oh. So I just look incompetent, which is a, a look I've carried off with some success for a long time. Uh, but, I, <laughs> but I rescued it with the final bit. Oh, that's, I'm glad you've put that right here today. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyone was, who's been thinking... One, one. Yeah. I can't think of a clean version. What a thingy Steve yeah. is! It was, it was yeah. the ending. Well, but it was, that was, it was Russell's revenge for me wearing a wire. What was the wire. joke? What was the joke you did at the I, end? I, let's, let's really it, clear this off. It was more, it was more acted out in the moment about the, pointing out there the irony. There was no joke. <laughs> it was it, it was what we call speed, not sense. Oh, okay. Um, I, like that. I don't. It call was that. Russell's revenge. He, Russell said that snitches get stitched up. That was his. Uh, oh, I would have got a rhyme out of that if I'd have been him but you know I'm older I'm more poetic I think the phrase is snitches get stitches isn't it that was his play yeah. yes yes and what did Frank uh, what I liked Frank is when you were uh, interrogating Steve about the joke yeah it went very Tom Cruise and a few good men <laughs> oh, okay. okay that was the energy Tom, I, I don't know if we, we want to leave that phrase Tom Cruise and a few good men just hanging there do we oh, for goodness sake Frank <laughs> This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us this morning, all the way from Oxford. <laughs> you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Did we ever find out what the 21 thing was about? We have had a number of people getting in touch about the 21 thing, but, I mean, there's all sorts of theories. Have you seen any, Steve? I've seen a few knocking around. There's various theories. Uh, 532 just says voting alcohol, etc. <laughs> but he said 21 became 18. OK. So that's why the song... That's why, why the why, key stopped. Yeah. But, mm. but it didn't switch to 18. So alcohol in England used to be 21, did it? I, I, you could I drink. was unaware of that. But. Gosh, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> we are also talking, we also have running this morning, favourite bits of the oldie language in song lyrics. Oh, yes. This was inspired by somebody getting in touch, uh, saying, referring to Diana Ross. Yes. Dropping, I'm, respectfully, I'm I opposite. say to thee, in Upside Down. Upside Down, right. So we've got some, some fabulous examples. Alex has got in touch. Marillion's use of dilly dilly is pretty spectacular. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know about that. Oh, lavender's blue dilly dilly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, I know yeah. the original. Uh, <laughs> well, a few people have confirmed Emily was right. Uh, it was indeed I Predict a Riot. Mm, thank uh, you. It's, it's not very pretty, I tell thee. Oh, oh okay. Then we have uh, TC. Anything by Simon and Thou Art Garfunkel. <laughs> right. Which I think is true. They're, they're very medieval. Do they? Give me, a, give me a par example. Well, the Are You Going to Rose uh, to Scarborough Fair? Yeah, but that is an old... Um, <laughs> they knit that exactly. from Martin Carthy. Do you know that? Martin Carthy, the English folk singer, rearranged that song and put the two together. Promise to buy me a cap and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, they saw him doing it at a folk club and thought, I'm having that. <laughs> what about that? Then uh, we also have, and this might be one of my favourites, Martika, love thy will be done. Yeah, that's another thy. <laughs> okay. And uh, then, go on, what uh, were you going to say? Scroobius Pip and Dan Lassac's song, Thou Shalt Always Kill. 
uh, has been mentioned. Oh, I don't know that. It's got, apparently it's got lines like, uh, Thou shalt not judge lethal weapon with okay. Danny Glover. But this is, I think Jimmy is, this is possibly my favourite. Led Zeppelin, Gallows Pole. I think I see brother coming, riding many a mile. Come mm. on. Yes, I... Uh, I feel I you're slightly resistant to medieval song lyrics. <laughs> Why what, is this? I know it isn't that. Since we've mentioned Paul Simon, I keep thinking mm. of his white cap that he wore <laughs> for many years. And I, I was recently watching a band on the telly and uh-huh. one of them... Um, I think they were called a Volbeat, the Volbeats. Called okay, that. yeah. And uh, the the guitarist had got um, a cap, and I really, I thought he's probably a lovely bloke. I've really taken against him, and now <laughs> the flat cap. When I grew up in a world of flat caps <laughs> in the West Midlands, but now when I see celebrities in a in a flat cap, yes, I really take against them. Oh, do you? It's used very much as a disguise yeah. by celebrities that don't is get that- is that a Guy Ritchie? Is that Guy Ritchie's fault? That was. I feel like he started putting a lot of. He yes. had one of those with a button in the middle, yeah, yeah. slightly flared. But um, we cap. are huge uh, GOS fans, aren't we, Frank? Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah, but he that was a stage cap. Yeah, that was a stage cap initially, though. Oh, I see. So your objection to the cap is IRL. No, but when I say a stage cap, it was part of a uniform he wore as a sort of Victorian schoolboy, which didn't last for long before he went for cardigans and a more bouffant <laughs> hair. Um, it's that thing. I just... I, it, then I'm not happy with the flat cap on uh, celebrities. Oh, OK. Well, I know. So how do you feel on putting them on women? Fergie, for example, the Black Eyed Peas favours one. OK. She used to back well, in the day. With, with, a white with women all bets are off on the clothing. It's like, well, you know... Clothes are off in some cases. It's like with uh, the denim... Denim jeans, man over 50, no thank you. Women can wear them till they're 100. What it's about guys? We need to make I... James Bay hats mandatory for all performers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not sure about people who take on a hat. This might be because I have a terrible sort of global cranium head and I can't get a hat that fits me. But... Um, it's it's it, it's I don't like the moment of decision of you know what <laughs> I think I might start wearing a hat. I think people might think think of me a bit differently. Mm, they will, but not the way you want, dear. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I nearly said this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Then I'm going to be honest with you. That's how out of right. touch. Uh, we've had yeah. a couple of. Uh, We've obviously been discussing medieval song lyrics. We've had a, a few uh, comments have said, how have you not mentioned the lionesses yet? Yes, well, mm. it was... Um, it was uh, Yes, we haven't mentioned the lionesses. It was brilliant. Well, I've been wanting to know your reaction. I mean, I've been waiting for, how long is it? 26 years, since 1996. As a question, I've waited to say these words to you. Why the hell do you watch Doctor Who? In addition to that... you have said that. I know. In addition to that, I've wanted to hear your reaction to the news that footballers come home. Frank Skinner. Well, it was good. The final was good. But the final was, for me, it was like that bit in the middle. The first game was, you know, all right. And the final, it was brilliant. Um, You know, we won. But in the middle was... I've only ever seen England football team playing like that in my dreams. I mean, like, (laughs) goals going in from all directions, 40-yard passes to players in space, you know. I think you'd be dropped by Gareth if you hit a 40-yard pass because the risk of losing possession, it's unforgivable even if the goal goes in. The back heel from Rossa and all that, you know. It was there's no getting round. It's hard to talk about it without with, without sounding like a bloke who's trying to show or he takes it seriously. <laughs> but I didn't take it seriously. I just loved it. it was, there was no taking serious. There is it, who takes football seriously? Um, don't answer that. It was just <laughs> really, really, really enjoyable. The whole experience of it. People got wall absolutely walloped teams. <laughs> what about the Norwegians? They're still reeling. But this, there was games where I just saw every attack now that they, you know, mm. it's going to be a goal. Mm. 
Did you go into the game against... Did you go into the game against them feeling optimistic? What, the Deutsch? Mm. Oh, by then, I... Yeah, by then I thought we were... um, Did you? Unbeatable. What about... I really did. When... My highlights... You're getting them anyway. <laughs> Number one, the tiny football car, obviously. Oh, yes. They've overused that a bit. They use it for the shot pot and stuff in the... They uh... should just keep it for the big ones. Yeah. And my suggestion, which I've shared before, tiny dog for the yeah. half-time entertainment. <laughs> I know a dog who would fit in that car. Can you imagine? No reference to it. No one mentions it. Just at the wheel, sat there impassively. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that would be how they could give people the, the, the key on their 21st birthday. <laughs> I think it should be brought out being cradled by a mandrel. <laughs> you know, oh, quite frightening apes. And just, you know, with the purple face, purple yeah. bomb. Yeah. Um, that's my motto. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of those coming out. Oh. And uh, could, it could, you know, it could have one, be on some sort of a protective <laughs> harness. A different oh. animal every time. Yeah, a different wild animal, yeah. Uh, but I tell you what, Frank. Your song and Uncle David's song and Uncle Ian's that got a lot of airtime, didn't it? Especially well, by first the first thing played, the very first thing played at the final whistle. Oh I'd, come on! I tell you what, though, you know the, the the clip that's been around a lot is the press conference. Yes. So um, Serena's doing a talk, and then they come in singing, "It's coming." You know, first of all, the brilliant thing about that is that the men's team, should they win a trophy. We'll never do that because no. they dance. You know that dance like there's no one watching yeah. thing that they say? They just yeah. look so... The men would have to phone their agents <laughs> and ask yeah, about yeah. A sort of the brand, potential brand damage of, of dancing with, with yeah. true abandon. <laughs> like but they just look like a bunch of, of, of girls yeah. on a night yeah, out. Who cares? It, it was, was her night in my They're so perfectly choreographed. As the, when they dance in, you can't imagine Harry oh, Maguire... Mm. Doing that dance. Also, guys, how often do you see someone genuinely get on a desk and dance? I mean, yeah, it only of, happens in nine to five. Yeah, the musical. Coyote. I, wo- I worried. I worried a little bit about uh, about her getting on the desk. Why? Because those desks they look a bit like Boris Johnson's <laughs> lectern. <laughs> um, I I thought if she goes through that now, that's that spoilt the joke. Well, Serena somewhat. did say, which I enjoyed. Uh, she was very uh, popular. Po. She did. What about Serena? Went oh. Mary. <laughs> she clapped along there. Oh, well, there's something that she, I, I want to okay, talk. Let's hang I, on. I want to talk to you about the postscript to that moment, but after this. Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. So yeah, so at the end of the lioness's um, rendition of uh, three lines at the press conference. Um, which we all agree was really a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. And nothing to do with my song, just people, uh, you know, an England football team celebrating victory. Anyway, one of the, the journalists who's mid-question says to uh, uh, Serena, uh, the boss, she says, um, are you cross with them because it's banned, isn't it, that song? Did they say that? Yeah, and she said... Um, she says, uh, it's well, it's an English cultural thing, isn't it? You know, we won the cop, but I think its home is in Switzerland at UEFA. <laughs> That's what she actually said. Mm. Now, clearly the FA have said... Because, you know, the FA, there's been all sorts of stuff that the FA think the song's a bit jingoistic. Right. Because it says stuff like England. Right, Royal Britannia. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, I would say it's the opposite. It's, it's the idea yeah. that the foot it's the home of football. But it's, but it's fo- saying we never win anything. <laughs> yeah, it's the home thing I think they have the problem with um, because, um, you know, it's sort of based on the fact that the first ever football league, the first ever football association, yeah, yeah. the first ever cop all happened in England. It's not suggesting any superiority. But, you know, anyway, I think it's a common a bit much from the FA who <laughs> were called... The Football Association. <laughs> Everyone else is called the, the, you know, like the Scottish Football Association. It was only formed a few years yeah. after that. 
They should be called the English Football Association. Yeah. Otherwise, it's incredibly arrogant to call yourself the <laughs> yeah. Football you Association. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost just because they were first, yeah. they think they get to call it the Football. So I think that we should start a campaign for the FA to be called the EFA from now on. I do. Yeah, and I'm just acknowledge 100%. that we're all, you know, we're all part of one big family in football. There is no. But also, can't any nation have that opinion? It's an opinion essentially so Brazil could say it's coming home that's all right I they also think they, the they should adopt the uh, slogan slightly out of touch since 1863 <laughs> <laughs> well that's because it's it's the least jingoistic that's like exactly like you said Emily it's just, it, it's acknowledging all the all the the hurt it, it's it's acknowledging the robbery friends of mm. um, yeah yeah I mean the home thing is just a historical thing. Uh, I saw. Uh, were you involved with the rewrite? I saw. I saw David and uh, Ian Broody uh, performing it. Broody. I no, thought it was Broody. I, I've never known. Is I took. It a, I took a gamble. <laughs> no, I was. I wasn't. All right, Paul uh, I wasn't involved with that. But yeah, they they sang it with um, w- with um, some of the like the old lionesses yes. were, at the, were at the thing. Yes. Yeah. It was good. Oh, I, like I, the I, old just, I I I was going to do it and then I couldn't do it. But it was uh, yeah. It was. You know what? I, I I just it's so difficult to talk about it without sounding like you're trying to say oh you know I'm really I'm like yeah. like. But I just loved it. It was just really enjoyable and we won and that was that. So um, I don't think there's any more to say about it. Oh, <laughs> oh there is me, of isn't course. There? Can we discuss the note? Oh, yes, the note. We should definitely discuss <laughs> that. OK, but we'll discuss the note. Or should we call it the note? <laughs> <laughs> the note? You're in the note? Sorry, I've only fit into that. Can you still, I think that's one of the accents you can still do. I'll check with the FA. Yeah, I've got, I've got the absolute brochure. Okay. Here of accents that you can catch up. It's a slim, slim volume. <laughs> What about Vicky? Flying ants equals flants. This needs to be a thing, Vicky. I'm not sure about flants. <laughs> flants. It makes it, it makes them sound a bit cakey. Now, yeah. I don't know what we'll consider that, Vicky. I don't think it's something we should rush into. <laughs> OK. We, we were just... Whereas just... the EFA, I'm very keen that it happens tomorrow. <laughs> just just, just to, so they have to spend a lot of money on note paper and compliment slips. And, and what be... about the ties? They like a ceremonial tie. Oh, yeah. A blazer badge. A blazer Would badge on with... a John Lewis suit. <laughs> 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 What would, we, would you go with, what would it be, EFA or EFA or just EFA? I suppose they would start, they'd start getting called EFA, wouldn't they, like yeah. FIFA and UEFA? <laughs> On the subject of the It's Coming Home controversy, hmm. Steve Hall made a very good point off air. We were discussing off air. My understanding was that it was originally, the, the, the phrase It's Coming Home was coined by the FA. Well, the, 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 they had banners all round Wembley when, for Euro 96, um, which says, football comes home. That was their Hang slogan. On, so they, the EFA... Yes, I'm there already. <laughs> yeah. The EFA... EFA. EFA came up with It's Coming Home. Or Football's well, Come Home. They come up with Football Comes Home. Oh, that, come yeah. on now. Yeah, I mean, it's such a silly thing to be arguing about. Um, anyway... Like I say, the rules were drawn up in England. The first football league was in England. The first football association was in England. I think the first cup. It's it's an admin. But do they want us to put admin in brackets? Football's coming home. Admin rather than (laughs) spiritual. Can I tell you what I like, though, is that when... The fact that when they were, I suppose, out of that formal setting, when the, the lionesses were at their most... Uh, sing, I suppose allowing their souls to sing at the most open. Mm. They were unfettered by the formality of the event. Do you think and they the were, Greek, let's face it, very do think, drunk. Do you think the Greek women's team is ever unfettered? <laughs> oh, lovely. Lovely, <laughs> 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 I they, bet they are. They decide they chose to sing your song. Well, it, they sang other songs, you know. But I bet no one ever says to Neil um, Diamond, "Sweet Caroline, it's a bit patronising, isn't it?" I mean, God, just relax. Songs. 
Well, there was a group that when Chloe Kelly eventually sang what, uh, Vindaloo very briefly on Instagram, but it was quite satisfying. It was quite a while later. Yeah, she yes. was... Uh, uh, I mentioned that one, Steve. Anyway, we should not keep talking about well, my think, song. Well, we can't because the note... Oh, the note, yes. Yeah, so uh, Alicia Rosso, who uh, got the goal of the tournament. Oh, she really did. Um, she, there was a bit where, now this is a bit, I'm not sure about this. It's a, a relatively modern phenomenon is yeah. the game, is the manager writing down their thoughts. The notebook is quite a new thing, mm. and I, no one loves a notebook more than me. Mm. They write stuff, and, but usually then they pass it on to a player. This is the first time, and it's in a European final, I've actually seen, and, and people, you know, might have seen it, but me personally, I've never seen a player come on with the actual note, <laughs> ripped out the notepad before. That was a new one on me, but, you know, it's what happened next that we're going to discuss. Yeah, so the German manager sent on a note with one of the players. There wasn't long to go in the game, and it was... Um, um, and Alicia Rosso went and looked over her shoulder. I mean, I'm assuming it was in German, but it might have just been like a diagram or... We know what it is now. Oh, I don't know what it is. Russo is revealed. Mm. Because, yeah, she brought it on and she craned her neck... <laughs> In the most fabulous way, didn't she? <laughs> well, it was very blatant. It was blatant. Yeah. Uh, she subsequently revealed that she said it was tactics, but there was nothing written because people were saying, "Does she understand German?" What was, so it was looking a, at that? She said it was a series of X's and O's, like the chalkboard. <laughs> or maybe it was a nice "love you." It was well, just a I nice did, X crosses I, and cuddles. See, I would not have done that. I must have said, because I'd, I'd be afraid that it would be something unkind <laughs> yeah. about about me. Yeah. So, um, or the team in general. So I wouldn't have done it. I never want to know with those I things. Like it, she, it was like she was our own, she'd cracked the Enigma code. Yes. She was like Bletchley Park for one, yes. one moment. If I need to have been that easy, Leslie yeah. Park, just yeah. have to look over someone's shoulder. I, I, there is, I have seen it once before. There's a great clip of Sheffield Wednesday against Huddersfield and someone carries on physically holding a note and a Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday player just grabs it out of the bloke's hand. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's, see, that's rude rather than funny. What I are think. the rules concerning these notes? I mean, surely... It, I don't they... know if you can go on carrying false gap on uh, onto no, the pitch. You're there not, should you're, be a disciplinary... Yeah, I don't think you should be carrying bits Whatever of paper. Whatever next? That could, someone could get a paper cut in a challenge. Well, you certainly... They've had keepers have had... Instructions for penalties on their water bottles, haven't they? They've that if oh, it goes yes. to a penalty shootout, yeah, I've they've got that. which direction people send. I, I tell you what, I um, I've uh, I have um, I, I'm trying to say whether I'm trying to work out whether to say this person's name. A well-known comedian told me that he had a meeting with his publicist and was moaning about the fact that publicity hadn't been very good for this show, and. Um, he said as he left the room, he looked down and he, he saw written on this guy's notepad, try harder. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there's something tragic and comic oh. about that. It's wow. both masks simultaneously. Oh, and I was, wow. I was uh, with a, a female friend of mine and uh, she went to the toilet and left her phone and her phone, an alarm suddenly went off and said folic acid. And I thought, oh, time for a baby. I'm probably not supposed to know. So there is, um, I, I'm not much of an eavesdropper, but you can be a good, what about for a texting? Most exciting or interesting thing you've read over someone's shoulder. I like, well, or you can do the in, no, intentionally, because I do that sometimes, the artful, I know someone's going to look at this. So, for example, do you remember, Frank, there was a brief period when I took a screenshot of George Lamb calling me. I intentionally didn't get the phone okay. so that it would say George Lamb missed call. Oh, OK. <laughs> and then I kept that as my screensaver <laughs> so that if I went to the loo or people would think, oh, George Lamb missed call, she didn't even answer. <laughs> I kept that for four years. 
I worked with a guy on this TV show and we were moaning that he was giving more time to the barbecue that we had at lunchtime, which he was doing outside, than he was to the actual show. <laughs> and we had a meeting. It was sort of slightly light-hearted, but we were saying, you know, get someone more minor to do the barbecue. Anyway, I, as I looked at his notepad and he'd written Cajun, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. We were talking about. I got a letter to my house this week that oh. just said uh, Frank Skinner Hampstead. <gasps> it was delivered. The fact that it got there, do you know what? That says a lot yeah. for your celebrity respect. Well, apparently George Bernard Shaw got an envelope delivered to him that was just a caricature of him. Wow. That's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> did, you, uh, did you open it or would you be... Oh. No, no, I haven't. You were happy to... I would I'd, be, I'd be terrified. <laughs> oh, well, I see what you mean, yeah. No, I would have got staff to do that I if was, I had um, staff, which I don't. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was all right. John Hopkins... Yes, him? yeah. <laughs> yeah, but normally when we mention him, Frank... I go Hopkins. Yeah. He's one of our regulars. We were talking about Notegate. Yes. And my George Lamb missed call. <laughs> in te- for an, intentionally placed there for snoopers. John Hopkins has a story related to this. Years ago, I was sat on the raised seat at the back of a bus when the woman in front of me got a text message which read... Julie, I'm really sorry, but I've accidentally set fire to your lounge carpet. (laughs) We'll talk about it later, hyphen James, kiss. I have been obsessed by this ever since. Oh, Julia, if you're listening, or James, please tell us what happened to the lounge carpet. Also, (laughs) I mean, I would have been shocked at the use of lounge, but that's another story. I might like it. I was told never to use it, but what can I do? Ali Little. Yeah. Um, Someone writing about their current train journey and how they described me based on the book I was reading, but she described me as bald. I have significant thinning, but I still have hair. Rude. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, dear. I was on a train once with Emily, and there was a couple... An old couple with like their son, who was he was probably about <laughs> fifty, with them, and Emily um, emailed me a, uh, a, a picture, a picture from Sorry, you know that um, Ronnie Corbett <laughs> sitcom, which was exactly that lineup. It was a screen grab. That's all I texted him, and we started laughing so hard. Oh man, I really, and I don't often lose it on the laughing front, but that was that was really stupendous. Well, we all love. Leeds. Oh, hello. I I said, one of your doggy friends. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have Leeds. No. Dogs don't. Don't forget, by the way, um, this morning's texting cat Leeds. Why so rare? (laughs) 8 12 15. Well, maybe David Badil, our close mutual friend, can. I wonder if he's got, I think, four cats. That was the follow up for the Dickens follow up sequel. I don't think he's got a lead in the house. He posts some great cat content, though. But I... He's selling me on cats, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Why don't cats, and David will know the answer to this, but why aren't they sort of socialised? Why why can they never be seen in the outside yeah. world? Why are they kept away at home like Rochester's wife? It's mm. cruel. Are you planning a spin-off podcast? <laughs> they do. Walking they do. the cat, it just ends up in horrendous violence after 30 seconds. Is it still a... It used to be a legal term... That if a dog was in your garden, you mm-hmm. could um, whatever call the police, or I think I think you, you were allowed to hit it with a um, stick or something. What's happened? Um, <laughs> it's a very nice show. I'm going back a bit. Quite a dog. Maybe, whatever happened to it? Maybe you couldn't hit it, um, but you could. You could, it, you could get the, the the owners into trouble. But cats, and this was always quoted, had roving commission. People always used to say, oh, you can't do anything about a cat because they've got um, roving commission. <laughs> no, what, it, is that a legal term? 
It was it was very much spouted as if it was like habeas corpus. You know what I mean? Like something that would come up in a courtroom. Mm. If any, if there's any legal people out there or agents who uh, operate with a roving commission yeah, policy, so I would love to know about um, the cat and the the roving commission. Hey, basically, I'm, I'm asking about the cat clause. Well, can I just say? I don't just talk been... over oh! that. Too late now, you've damaged it. That'll never be. That's unmendable. Straight in the bin. What are you going to say? Well, no, it's too late now. Oh, God, too late no. for you. What about cat claws? Can I tell you this, Frank? David Baddiel is typing, and okay. I've got the three dots. Oh, no. Okay. Let's hope it's good. on Absolute Radio. I've heard from. It all makes sense. David Baddiel's. Three dots. Okay. He three, was, three dots on a text. Yes. <laughs> David Baddiel's three dots on a text. Uh, he's said he's answered the cat's question. Yeah. I asked why a cat's locked away like Rochester's wife. Yeah. He's replied... I was leading the witness a bit. I appreciate it. Yeah, said, Rochester's <laughs> wife, who had also had lounge carpet <laughs> problems. <laughs> Sorry, it's my professional. It's because cats are hyper territorial. So I thought don't... he was going to say allergenic. <laughs> they definitely are. I have been round Dave's house with a sore throat, eyes streaming. Oh yeah, why was that? Did he cook that goose curry again? It's the cats. Oh, cats. Okay. They're lice cats, but you know. So don't like going far from their houses. I love that. What about this? What a waste of roving commission. <laughs> you get a lord to look after you and then you squander it by and just lying around the house. And he's still thrilled about this. How do you feel when you get the three dots? From David B? No, from anyone, and then it goes away. Oh, That's well. a horrible <laughs> feeling. You think the three dots, oh, what they're going to say? What? Oh. I've heard tell. I've heard tell. Mm of people who've um, had a communication, they've texted an ex or something. Yeah. And seen the three dots and then never heard from them again. Mm. Oh, oh, come on. No. So they thought, oh, I'll reply. Oh, no, I won't. What? Imagine the last yeah. thing you heard I'm from I'm going to write a novel just about that three or four seconds <laughs> of that person's three dots. What could have happened, what might have been. What were they going to say? The arrow, the string is actually drawn back on the bow. Yeah. And then it's relaxed again. <laughs> the arrow is never released. You see, David Baddiel, I know I'm always, this is what I like about him, I'm always going to get some content. Mm. He's not a three-dotter disappearer. I'm trying to think if he's ever three-dotted me. I think tricky. he might. I think he might. No, it's not, it's not a tricky type. You know, these tricky ones where you think you're... Ve- certain types are very three-dots disappearers. By a BTW, I did archery. Um, <laughs> wow. I did, I did archery recently and learned something about archery I never knew. Is that the Mr Archery Man... Um, I'm interested to know what the. So he watched say. me. He watched me firing my arrows, and then oh he went up God. to the. Tar- he went up to the tar- <laughs> no, no, Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's hardly an elite company. I should have drawn the curtain. It's my own fault. How exclusive is that club? <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I was having. I've, I released a few. Um, uh, oh God. Arrows, and then he went up to the target. And he put a white marker on the target and he said, aim at that. Oh. <laughs> so I aimed at the marker and then got really close to the bullseye. And he said, everybody's got a bit of, they, they aim a bit to the left or a bit oh. to the right. Um, Did he say I said, no call? wonder in these shorts, <laughs> <laughs> I said to him. <laughs> but... Um, so people who are really good at archery aren't actually aiming at what they're hitting. There's something weird oh, about that. Yeah. It's like me ending up on radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now I, I was hoping to discuss the wonderful Rosalba Mensa. Uh, oh yes. 
She went viral this week. What a woman. Went viral for doing... She did the splits and went viral. Mm. She was uh, celebrating her graduation uh, uh, from the London College of Fashion. She'd studied costume design for performance. Mm. And she celebrated in a really wonderful way. Well, she came out and did a little bit of a dance, a, a la the lionesses, really, a very yeah. sort of carefree, I'm just, you know, messing about. Yeah. And then, she, now, to me, the splits, I think, to every man is a, is a, a wondrous and terrifying is thing. It? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, because, oh, I, I mean, I know men can do it. I've seen a, man, a few men do it in the uh, Commonwealth Games gymnastics. But and the Bolshoi. But the thought of it is, uh, yeah, I think he did. Um, oh, God. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, she, now, if you go into a gradual split, you know the one when you gradually slide down, there's a sort of negotiation with gravity mm-hmm. about where you will where you would come to a point of agreement where this far and no further. If you do what I would call the drop splits, which is what Rosalba did, you've absolutely given all authority to a gravity. <laughs> yeah. Anything, I mean, they're saying, you know, do you just do with me what you will? And she absolutely went for She really dropped into a full splits on stage. Mm-hmm. And, whoa, that was commitment. <laughs> Yeah, it's magnificent, and it's fitting because she, she, she's having studied like costume design for performance. Mm. She's nailed the performance, and thankfully the costume design helps her. <laughs> well, I'd have thought that costume design for a graduation, the headstand would be the obvious I don't think that's a good idea. But a mortarboard mortarboard is begging for a headstand, isn't it? You've got a proper base. I don't like people doing the splits, I'm afraid. It it doesn't sit well with me. It just makes me feel a bit funny. Is that the arrogance of youth? No, no. (laughs) It's just the physicals of it makes me feel a bit funny. No, it's it's frightening to watch, but a bit exhilarating. Oh. She only got a 2-1. If she got a first... (laughs) Goodness knows what she would have done. I I don't want to think about that. (laughs) No, exactly. It's great that she won over the internet, given that the internet is a notoriously cynical place and people just loved it. Mm. People were delighted that she does it with such charm that often some of these graduation things, when you celebrate slightly like that, it can be a bit Tom Cruise with Katie Holmes. Yes. On Oprah. Isn't it funny? Why did Tom Cruise jump in on Oprah's sofa? Why was that terrible? <laughs> and Rosalba doing a drop splits was great. He didn't do the splits. <laughs> no. You see, if Tom did the splits, I wouldn't mind. If Tom did anything, as you know, Frank, I just can't quit that man. Unfortunate choice of her, but anyway. I, I just kind of think that, you know, with the lionesses doing that dance, it just sort of happened. But with Tom Cruise, you get the feeling he might have got a choreographer yes, in just, yes. just for a couple of sessions to yes. get the sofa jumping right. Yes, if anything looks sort of cynical or prearranged, we don't like it. I would say what I particularly liked about Rosalba was the, was the response from the university faculty. Mm-hmm. They were whooping and cheering mm, approvingly. Yes. That, can I say that would not have happened in my day? They did not tolerate that in the 16th century. Well, and <laughs> I had my vice chancellor. I believe it was Sir Richard Attenborough at the time. Wow, he would not. Ha- I mean, he he would have liked that actually. I think, wouldn't he, Dicky? Dicky was a tolerant I think, soul. I think so. Yeah. But I just think there are certain. What would you have done at your university? Steve went to one of the potions, Frank. Just FYI. Uh, well, I, I I made such a mess of my degree. I'd have, I'd have had to have done like the the opposite of a celebration. I'd have had to apologise <laughs> and shield my face. Harry Carey is what you would have needed. To have <laughs> I um. I, I received my what I like to call my first degree. Oh, lovely! From uh, the. Head of the gas board. It's probably one of the most <laughs> one of the most Birmingham things that ever happened. Was it Boiler Man? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what his name was, fondly enough. Was everything in Birmingham related to the gas board or Boiler Man? I don't know how he would have gone with a split. He might have uh, put a bit of gaffer tape around me and uh, got his welding materials. Uh. So yeah, it, was, it wasn't that kind of. It was much more industrial. <laughs> Richard Attenborough, the head of the gas board. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. And we've had a message. Thank you so much for playing our single, Carl Lagerfeld's Vampire Club. That felt massive. 
Oh, that's brilliant. From the Harlem Racket crew, Dean, David and Gab, we salute you. Oh, that's that's great. We've, we've also heard from Richard Jackson on the subject of footballers being given notes. Uh, he has re- he, he said this is this has to be included. There's a, a Stoke midfielder called Badu Ndai who ate the paper. <laughs> he'd, ah. been, he'd, he'd been given notes. <laughs> He was. I reckon he was a Secret Service man of old. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's a photo that he sent with the tweet of of him wolfing down. Australia, unless it was on rice paper. Oh yeah, that makes it all right. I can't remember if we read this out on air. I'm just going to be full disclosure here. I think that was the title of Andrew Neil's autobiography. Full disclosure, was it really? Uh, Why do people give a key on the twenty first birthday? Did you read this, Steve, Can you, from Mike? I'm sorry, I'm just showing the units. Just read it again, it's okay. fine. People Don't repeat themselves all the time. time. Key pendants are given as a present on the 21st birthday. The tradition dates from the times when at 21 you were considered old enough to be a key holder. Did we read that? No, no, we didn't read oh, that. Oh, good. When you were considered old enough to be a key holder to your family's home and thus held a symbolic senior position in the family. Did nice. you have a key to your family's home, Frank? Um, yeah, eventually, yeah. I don't know if it came at 21, Mm. but um, as Steve pointed out, there was a popular musical hit that went, 21 today, 21 today, he's got the key of the door, never been 21 before, etc., etc. So it was a thing. It was definitely a thing. Okay. Not anymore. Uh, well, I, being a fan of the show, when I when I'm not very occasionally on it, I enjoy listening to the uh, the podcast. Yeah, right. Mm. And uh, I was listening to uh, you last weekend talk about tabloid terminology. Oh yes, the different phrases that uh, the tabloids use. I saw one uh, this week that was cut in in the coverage of uh, of the Lionesses' win. Uh, Ella Toon uh, is from Wigan. Oh yeah. Uh, and her local paper said Ella Toon makes shock visit to pub on return home. Oh, yes, shock visit. <laughs> shock visit's shock good. shock visit is a very tabloid I'd call a band shock visit. Yeah. Everyone that walks into a pub, for most of the people in the pub, that's a shock visit. <laughs> <laughs> it's only that one or two people who think, well, we're meeting, uh, we're meeting old Tuno at the <laughs> pub tonight. Yeah. But it's also the logical place. If she's going home to celebrate a magnificent picture, the pub is a logical place. (laughs) It'd be a shock visit if she turned up at the dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a shock visit. I wonder if they're going to do any sort of um, golden post boxes for the uh, lioness. Do you remember the... um, for the um, athletes, Olympic athletes, used to get a golden post box in their local area. And presumably there'll be some... um, Honours list things for them as well. Oh, let's hope so. Surely Leah's going to get one. Uh, Ruth Jordan has been in touch. Not read over a shoulder. Remember we were talking... Yeah, reading notes over shoulders, yeah. Not read over a shoulder, but I once got a big advantage in a job interview because the waiting room was next to the interview room and I could hear through the wall the previous person's entire interview plus the discussion of all their mistakes after they'd left the room. Oh, I got wow. the job. Wow. <laughs> Come on. That is... <laughs> would you want to work anywhere where the walls were that thin? <laughs> that was a company that was on... could go down at any time. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So last week... Uh, no, it's two weeks ago, in fact, um, uh, you'd been discussing what the best underwater remake of an yes, existing things, thing. Things that normally are on dry land but get done underwater, like yes. chess was my example. Yes. Mm. And uh, Matthew Richardson uh, has tweeted the show saying, underwater hockey. Oh. Apparently is a thing. Or it's also known as octopush. Wow. Sorry, is that based on Sean Connery trying to say <laughs> half of the film Roger Moore was in? <laughs> Very fine. Or is it someone coaching a uh, octopus giving birth? <laughs> I mean, that would be quite a sight for Sora. Well, wouldn't it though? Eh? When which legs are going to open? Do you like octopi? No. <laughs> um, That's the best response. I don't. To that I, 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 I disgusted. 
They're really the most vile-looking creatures I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, um... There's no... You can't leave me anyway. <laughs> no, disgusting. There's nothing about them that I like. Their eyes are in, like, the wrong place. And the soccer things... Ink? Ink? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> Ink? <laughs> Who takes ink out as a defence? <laughs> I mean, Your dad. Who's I mean, Charles salt. Dickens made it out? <laughs> God. And also, distinguish yourself from a squid. I have no idea which is which. You, need, you know, get a, it's like when you're doing uh, shopping at the supermarket. Put the separator there so we know where the squid ends and the octopus Where are the begins. eyes, Frank? Are they on the top of the head? Where are they indeed? And that sort of pointed, it's like a beak they've got. I am so disgusted. They've got like a pointed opening beak thing. Yeah, they look so they could hold a sheet of newspaper or something if they needed to. Maybe a note if it was an octopus football match. (laughs) The animal kingdom is being taken down. You did pine martins the other week. Yeah, I've got nothing against pine martins, but man. I tell you what, I'm not overly fond of anything in the sea. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I've never seen eye to eye with these people. Whenever I go in there, it's I a just world, you know what it? I think. You're all right. You can have it. Yeah. You're welcome to your aquatic adventures. It's uh, it's um it's exactly the what? sort of approach that Aquaman and Prince Namor are looking for from us land lobbers. But Frank, they've always got weird eyes. They got all oh, the deeper you get, the worse they get. That's why. <laughs> Because there's no, the there's no mirrors down there, clearly. <laughs> Would it kill them to clean their teeth? <laughs> Have you seen the teeth on these things? No, no. I don't even want to think about For Queer Eye, we'll get, we'll get Queer no. Eye onto the <laughs> underwater I kingdom. I saw a fish, I mean, not in real life, because I would never have gone down that deep, because I know what they look like no. down there. It, massive mouth with these disgusting teeth. Exactly. Get, a get, a bit, get, a bit clo- get a bit closer. You know the aquapoise lamp fishes? That have that. Get a bit closer to one of them and have a look at yourself. This is blobfish shaming. Stay down there. Fine, it's dark. If you're going to come up, phone the aquapoise fish and just say, oh, can, how, how do I look? Does my beak look big in this? <laughs> says the octopus. Anyway, um, I don't again. I don't think we saw that conversation <laughs> coming. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us this morning, Steve. It's great to see you, Thank you. as ever. You too. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back. Well, I hope the creeks don't rise with those <laughs> monsters. In it. We'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.